As you are able, would you please stand for the reading of the word of the Lord? I read today from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. May we pray. Our good and our holy God, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this occasion and we are grateful for your word. Lord, we come to you humbly and hungry. We ask you, Lord, to speak. To speak to us because your servants are listening. This is our prayer in the beautiful and the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray together saying... Amen and amen. As you're sitting down, I ask you to look at this window up here. This would be the third from the front with the pulpit in it. You have a, the dove, you have a prophet underneath that. The little wooden pulpit there is called the B.H. Carroll pulpit. Uh, that pulpit stands in the First Baptist Church of Waco, Texas. You know you're in an old church when the pulpit has a name. Uh, that pulpit is named the B.H. Carroll pulpit because B.H. Carroll used to lay his Bible on that pulpit. It's been around quite a while. This is a little, a little symbol of the continuity between the seminary's origins and where we, where we are today. B.H. Carroll cared greatly about an emerging generation of ministers. He had big feet of clay, as we all do, but honesty requires us to acknowledge that we all sit in the shade of trees that he planted. One of the mentors, uh, he was a mentor to George W. Truett. He loved that young man. Uh, he encouraged him, he taught him, he gave him advice and counsel. He encouraged the East Waco Baptist Church to call Truett to be their pastor. And when they did, he said to the East Waco Baptist Church, well, now you've got him. <laughs> now you've got him. When Truett went to East Waco Baptist Church, the ministry was exciting and fresh and young, and they raised $10,000 to build a brand new building. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but if you run that through an inflation calculator, those were real dollars. They built a new building to serve the purposes of the Lord in East Waco. When they dedicated that building, Truett invited Carol to come and preach the sermon. And he did what B.H. Carroll would do. He stood and he apologized. He said, I had a 
bad foot this week and I was sort of laid up. So this isn't exactly the message or the quality of the message I would want to deliver today. And then he began to talk about how foolish it was to have very elaborate ceremonies dedicating buildings. And he assured them that that would not be what was going on today. He said, today we will have a simple sermon. We will sing praise to God. We will thank the Lord for this room. And we will remind ourselves of who we are and what we're about. He said this, he says, when all is done today, this room, it's only a meeting house of wooden brick. He said, I would not disparage your meeting house, brethren, nor underestimate its uses. But if its walls were Parian marble, its roof a poem of architectural beauty, its spire gilded, cloud-piercing, and diamond-tipped, yet it would remain true that ye worshipers are God's building and not this structure made by human hands. And then he explicated the passage of Scripture that I just read for all of us, reminding them that they were both God's building and God's builders. So today, as we rededicate this building, and that's what this is, isn't it? A rededication. The Pentecostal testimony is I was saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. I'm a Baptist from the 1990s. My testimony was I was saved and I rededicated my life multiple times at Centrifuge. (laughs) So I learned about rededication and that's what we're doing today is we're rededicating this room made by human hands, made of wood and brick. And it does the same thing that East Waco Baptist Church did so many years ago. It keeps you dry and at approximately 70 degrees. And what happens within the walls is the work of God. You are his temple. You are his builders. That's what he said. And we're built, we're built on the foundation of Christ, a spiritual house of lively stones. We're built by the word of Christ. But the apostles and prophets, it's the foundation, Christ as the chief cornerstone. We are God's building. We don't ever need to forget it. In all of our work, in all of our labors, in all of the things we do, in all of the, in all of the frenetic activity, we are the work of God. We're the tabernacle of the holy. We're the temple of the God that is alive. Thanks be to God. But Paul, who loved to mix a metaphor, said, okay, building, you're also the builders. And perhaps we need to rededicate ourselves to this today, to building, to building the building of God. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, 9, we are God's fellow workers, which means God is the foreman. It is his work and not our own. We are on his crew. We are his laborers. He sets the agenda and calls the shots. We are God's fellow workers. And we are responsible to him. Paul said, 1 Corinthians 3.10, let each one take heed how he builds. 
On occasions like this, it's important for us to, to be careful, to take heed how we build. I look down at my wrist. This is my father's watch. These are my grandfather's cufflinks. My, my father was a contractor. My grandfather, a contractor. My great-grandfather, a carpenter. I literally grew up on construction sites. And I learned how things were built. We had new construction where we went from the ground up. Nothing but plans and dirt. We had demolition where we tore things to the ground because the building was far too gone, but the dirt was still valuable. My brothers and I often became the demolition crews. It didn't take a lot of skill. We once gutted an entire student center at a large community college in the summertime with just leather gloves, crowbars, sledgehammers, and wire cutters. It's not hard work, it's just nasty. There's new construction, there's demolition. There's restoration and renovation. There's additions. As we take heed how we do this sacred work of building, we need to be reminded that when it comes to building the temple of God, there's no new construction. Oh, you might be a church planner. You might be a pilgrim witness in a place where the name of Christ is not known, but it's not fresh work if it's the work of God. This is why Bonhoeffer lampooned visionary dreaming. He said it made us proud and forget God. We can't build on any other foundation than the one that's already been laid. There's no new construction. And there's, there's no demolition if we do it right. We never deconstructed a thing. We just tore stuff to the ground. And some of us think, well, this is so far gone. This is so far gone. This church is so far gone that we should just scrap it and start over. Not our call to make our work, our work is to steward the work of God. Our work is something beautiful and rich. It is restoration and renovation and addition. Oh yes, there's things that need to be addressed and dealt with, but not by tearing up and pulling away, but by restoring and by refreshing. That's not all that romantic. And we don't get to be in charge. And the reason it's not romantic is an ancient reason, and that's because we're sinners. <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut once said, another flaw in the human character is that everybody wants to build and nobody wants to do maintenance. After 20 years, you gotta do a lot of maintenance. The carpet has to be replaced. A pipe has to be fixed here or there. The roof has to be patched or replaced. But the stewardship of maintenance is a sacred calling. Dean still often reminds us that this seminary is of, for, and by the church. The building of the living God. And ours is a work of maintenance. Ours is a work of restoration. Ours is a refurb. Ours is an addition. The work is God's.
and we are accountable to him. Each one of us will be judged by the work we do because God is not only the foreman, but he is the final inspector. And one day, I believe, a day will become the day and our work and our lives will be judged by fire. And the fire tells the truth. And how we built will matter. If I could remind you of anything today, it's how we build matters. Because we are God's building. Thank you, Lord, for entrusting us with the task. And thank you for empowering the work. Thank you for laying the foundation. Thank you for guiding us in the build. May we recommit ourselves today to being and to doing for your glory and for our good and for the blessing of the world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.